Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Gosshorn, a.k.a. The Soccer Goose. How are you this week, Ben? I'm here. Yeah, I'm not not too bad. I don't know. That sounded kind of sad, I think. But Yeah, yeah. well, I feel you. I just got back from my first day back at work after a couple of days off, so oh, I am also yeah. just here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... It'd be nice to have Monday off every week. That's the that was the prevailing thought I've had today is that days or weeks that you don't work Monday, pretty good. Like I'm I'm all for a, a four day work week. Yeah, I I actually think that that would be, I think that's the future. Honestly, I think we're I think one day we'll have four day work weeks and we'll be kind of the normal standard in the U.S. Hopefully. We'll hey, I'm pretty sure those Nordic countries do it. I'm, not I'm pretty sure. sure like all yeah. the happiest countries in the world do it when they yeah. do those like surveys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like directly tied to people's happiness is working less and spending more time with their friends and family. And uh, but so now you're talking <laughs> crazy. I know, right? We better, we better get to the the real, rational, logistical, uh, typical conversation with soccer. Um, and, and now let's talk about the independence. Yeah, let's do it. So the independence, it's been a while since we actually have talked to everybody. Uh, we kind of let um, let the players speak for themselves after the Nashville game for Supporters yeah. Week, which uh, yeah. that, we had a blast doing that, uh, doing the Instagram takeover and just being on the field, getting to see the game from that perspective uh, was really cool. Uh, unfortunate result, obviously. And then... Yeah followed it up in uh in indianapolis with another disappointing result but i thought we fought really hard in that game i thought we put uh we put forth a really good effort and honestly like the the scoreline kind of paints it worse than it was Hmm. Um, obviously the final goal kind of um (laughs) you know being a blunder and also just the timing of it it, we were really pushing hard to, to equalize and i actually thought we um we're on track to maybe steal a point in that one before obviously the the third goal happened. Yeah, it's uh it was unfortunate. I mean Indy's a team that's just good too. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's the problem we yeah. keep we're, we're we're continuing to run into yeah. is the other teams are just better than we are. Um, yeah. From a talent perspective. I think we dug ourselves into a hole and we showed that we could compete and I think um, I think Coach Jeffries has done a good job getting us back to a level where we're in these matches uh, for the most part. But uh, there's clearly a, a, a disconnect um, just kind of from a roster perspective with the players we have available. There's we're, we're just we're an unbalanced team. We have a lot of attacking talent and just not a lot of cohesion from the middle and the back part of the mm. the team to kind of make those attacking players um, kind of matter, if that makes sense. Because mm. even yeah. even with all the attacking talent we have on the field, we're not. It's not like we're creating loads of chances uh, just because we've mm. our, our our inability to control the game and and manage those parts of the the game have been. Uh, disappointing obviously but I, yeah. I i just think it comes down to like we still haven't um 
we still haven't replaced Drew Marcus Davidson from two years ago, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's to look at like, I mean, not to go into two big picture problems, but like, we just have not had a consistent presence in the midfield and a direction in the midfield. I mean, like you said, it's we we don't have that cohesion between what's building to the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think the the Charleston match specifically too. I was concerned because we weren't going to have Nikki, but I still felt that we we had a fighting chance in some respects, but. It just, it, it didn't look like either team was going to score, quite frankly. It just, it didn't look, and I think for a number of reasons. I mean, they put out a what I seem to interpret as a kind of a B squad. I was really surprised by the squad they put out. Um, and we had, mm-hmm. we had some different uh, players out there, too. I mean, Bokenegger got his first start. Um, and what did you think about him? Because he, um, um, I only got to watch the first half of the game, being you know being on vacation. Uh, but I, from, when, from what I saw of him, I thought he brought something a little bit different to the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I I liked him in spurts, and I liked him. I don't know. I the the thing I kept going back to with him is that it it, it just seemed like. He was a step too slow with his with his, his decisions. It seemed like he was dispossessed a lot. Um, I, I don't think he was poor necessarily. I just I think that he that that the midfield we struggled immensely in general, and I, I don't know that he really. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's. I don't want to say that it was disappointing. I just I kind of expected more i mean my expectations were probably way higher than they should have been in general um but i I don't think he was bad per se i just don't think he was i think there was a lot of times where he could have gotten rid of the ball a little sooner or he i think he put himself in good positions too i mean that's one thing that i'll say is he looked confident in moments and for spurts but there was just times where he just got dispossessed really easily or um and i think that was kind of one thing that continually happened is um we didn't really find ourselves in threatening positions and and when we did at times we we tried to be a little too cute or too uh too particular i mean i think charleston completely took away the wings i mean there was the the times that alex and, and joel would would build up between the midfield we just they were uh they knew exactly what we were trying to do it seemed like and and through the midfield was nothing quite frankly i mean the other thing that and that's always the story with charleston i feel like they do a really good job of they clog the middle and it's just the way they play i mean they, they clog the middle of the field they force you out wide and then they have guys who are really good in the air and we i mean mm-hmm. with without nikki jackson we don't really have a physical presence in yeah. box um and even even nicky jackson is not uh i mean he scored i think he scored one header but that's just not really our game uh crossing the ball mm-hmm. from from wide and, and trying to put it on somebody's head that's just not really something we're going to ever excel at with the different guys we have on the field so uh, charleston yeah. has always been i mean <laughs> they they're a bogey team for us sort of it, it, yeah in that we just we can't beat them for the most part um 
no matter mm. whether it's home or away. Uh, they're just they, they they seem to the way they play seems to just negate everything that we want to do. Yeah, and it just kind of seemed like. I mean, like I said, it didn't really feel like either team was going to really. No, neither team. I mean, Charleston towards the end had some more threatening chances. We had a couple opportunities here and there. Um, but really, I mean, I think the other thing that part of me hates to say it because it, it just comes from a very negative perspective given the, the state of the game and the way that the game ended. But like the referees just didn't allow the players to play, quite frankly. I mean, I get it. It's a quote-unquote rivalry game. You have to lay the law early. Yeah. But, like, every bit of contact. Yeah, it was very – the first half was very choppy. It was very stop-and-go. A lot of of free kicks. I mean, I think I – I think there was 31 fouls between both teams. So there's a foul every almost three minutes. No, I mean, I I think – any team would be hard pressed to really get much of rhythm, especially considering the way we want to play with fluidity and that type of thing. It just, I I think that given the game state, it just, we, we never found a rhythm. And I, I think, I mean, if it was Charleston's game plan to physically impose their will against us and just, play a deep line and, and, and do that and knock us off the ball, then they did it. I mean, they, yeah. they were successful at that. Um, yeah, it was just a... I, I don't I don't want to say it was a poor performance or a bad performance. It just was kind of like, well, it happened. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think you really... can say... I mean, not having seen the second half, I mean, you can look at the stats and you can say that at least in the second half it was not uh, it was not a good performance i mean we took one shot in the second half according Mm. to the the data available and that was in like the 49th minute so like we went almost or maybe it was the 56th it was regardless we went like half an hour without taking a shot uh in a must-win game at home that's not a good performance I, i don't think we can sugarcoat it it's it's just not just nothing's clicking right now in terms of the attack and then when you're a little bit shaky defensively which you know to their credit we held a clean sheet which is which has been a rare thing this season so yeah the defense did their job this game the defense played well uh but we it seems like once again we weren't able to have a cohesive like performance where the the offense played well and the the defense played well yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think you you kind of summed it up there. It just wasn't it wasn't good enough, unfortunately. It wasn't. There were bits that were good. I mean, defensively, I think we were pretty good, all things considered. I think McDonough was more than admir like more than adequate. I actually really quite liked him as a uh, a center back. I mean, I I saw some white caps. Uh, promotion video with him and it mentioned that he had moved from a central midfield role central midfield role i can't speak tonight um into a center back role later in his career and, and you could kind of tell he just looked very sure on the ball he, he there wasn't times where he just he didn't seem to be there is and know what to do with the ball so i think he he offered a lot um and he was a big bodied 
center back too. I didn't expect that at all. I mean, I looked it up that he was six two, and I, I don't know why that surprised me so much. But he, he was a, a pretty. He was like a sm- a slightly smaller, uh, Forrest Lasso, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think he was. I always I thought I was under the impression he was left footed, so I just assumed he would slot in next to Hugh in like Tico's role. Uh, so it was interesting to see him play on the right side of the of the the back four or our, yeah. in the he's in the he was the right side of center back I guess in the back four. Yeah. Um. So I, that was that came as a surprise to me, uh, especially with maybe Hugh just needed a rest because Hugh, uh, was really working hard against Indy. Uh, he had a good game I thought. He was still tracking back. Well, into well, after the result was decided, he he was still giving it his all, uh, as as we've come to expect from him. I I really like him as a player. Uh, yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about the Charleston match. Uh, it was, yeah. It's disappointing. It's kind of the the theme of the season. It's just kind of there's just not a lot of chemistry. Like you said, Bocanegra. Maybe you said he was kind of slow to react, but I wonder if a lot of that has to do with just not knowing his teammates very well. Uh, having only been on the on the, in training for maybe a month, uh, yeah, maybe a little more than a month, it, that's not a lot of time to build chemistry with, especially in the center of the field where mm-hmm. it's really important to know, you know, where your teammates are and, and where they anticipate their their runs and stuff like that. And then when you add in the fact that he was playing alongside uh, Anking, right? Wasn't Anking in the starting eleven? Uh, no, or he George. wasn't. It was George. Oh, that's right. Kevon came back. Yeah, yeah you're right. But um, but still, point yeah. remains. Kevon is still kind of working his way back to fitness. Um, mm. so you know maybe some of that played into it. Maybe he's a little bit better player than he showed on the day. But since he hasn't been with the team all season, it's kind of harder to have an impact in that position. You know, if he's a striker, where he's just getting on the end of things, or if he's a center back like uh, McDonough, where maybe chemistry with their teammates is a little bit less important. It wouldn't have shown as much, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows for yeah. once, it's not my dog barking on the podcast. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so we have a little activity we're going to do. We promised our good friend, the dolphin, AKA Chris Davis, that we would uh, predict the final few matches of the season uh, I think we're at that point now where we can safely start to predict uh, game by game, uh, result by result, and figure out where we're going to finish this season. Uh, we're just going to do our team. I think I think we kind of talked about that off the pod. We're not going to go through and try to figure out what St. Louis and Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham's kind of, I feel like, gotten themselves out of this conversation, but St. Louis and Charleston are still kind of vying with us for the final playoff spot, so... And, yeah, and basically me, nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants the 10th spot, which kind of goes yeah. back to what I've been saying all season, that maybe we shouldn't have added the 9th and 10th spots to be playoff teams because uh, regardless of who gets in, whether it's us, St. Louis, or Charleston, it is not going to be a team that deserves to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I think yeah. it's safe to say that. I mean, if you look at it, Birmingham's in ninth, and they're not a bad squad. I'm not saying they are at all, but they have a negative 13 goal differential. Yeah. What the like? What is? I going think they on? also suffered a little bit from the expansion team blues, because uh, yeah. they've. If you look at their season in, you know, two different chunks, I feel like it's a really different story. Yeah. Uh, same with I think, a team like Loudon. I feel like Loudon's kind of that same. 
yeah. trajectory is where they were really bad uh, to start the season and have kind of quietly improved in, mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a... It's going to be... I, I don't think anyone should be proud being like ninth and 10th. I mean, Birmingham's made a case that they're bringing, turning it on in the second half of the season, but... I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, if you look at it last year, it was like Ottawa and NCFC that would have gotten in the playoffs, and, like, neither one of those teams are very good. Everybody knows that. I mean, it's, yeah, but, I mean, with our, this last stretch of the season, the the most frustrating thing I'll say before we get into the nitty-gritty is looking at who who above us, I should say, not around us, but above us at this point, their remaining schedule I think almost everyone, in theory, depending on how you look at it, they have a tougher schedule than we do, is the the kind of frustrating part. I mean, we we do play the Rowdies and the Red Bulls and uh, Ottawa to finish the season there. But, every, I mean, those other four games are pretty winnable with between Swope Park, Hartford, Bethlehem, and Memphis. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's something unfortunately if we had three more points we'd be in a much different discussion right now but and that's a minimum if we would have just had some results go a different way on the road with all the draws we've gotten yeah i mean if you i mean you can look up and down our schedule is littered with games where we played well enough to to get a better result but yeah didn't get it i mean you can you can go back even under under uh jim mcginnis there's a couple Mm -hmm. of matches where we played well enough to win and didn't win or played well enough yeah. to get a draw and didn't get a draw. Um, I'm just specifically thinking about uh, the the game against Nashville away, mm. Swope Park away. You could almost say Tampa away. I mean, I don't think we played poor in that game at all. Yeah, I think that one we're, you're kind of happy to walk away with a point just because yeah, of the barrage true. towards the end. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, and then just thinking about under Jeffries, the Atlanta United two match where we went up yeah. two nil. We went up two nil in that game, didn't we? Um, or was it just one? No, I can't we remember. Down two nil, I thought. I could be wrong. I, I, uh, yeah, I. I, think, I don't. I, it, they're all blurry. And then Birmingham, <laughs> of course, Birmingham away was not a good result. Louisville at home, not a good result. The Loudon away was just wild. Probably could have turned. I mean, you can just look at all the missed opportunities. We could we could be talking about ourselves in the same way that we're talking about Birmingham. You know, Birmingham really yeah. turned it around in the second half. We just left too many results after that first stretch of games where Jeffries returned. We we kind of left too many results on the field. Or yeah. this could, like you said, be a totally different conversation where we could be talking about, you know, how high can we finish, you know? Whereas yeah. I think now we're just going to think about how how low can we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the tough thing too. I mean, because right now we've played more games than – almost everybody and, and around us we've got loud and below us technically at 24 games we played 27 Bethlehem at 25 st louis at 24 i mean atlanta united even is at 25 games and we're only six points ahead of them so i mean I, yeah that's really sad when i think that when i say that out loud <laughs> um with their negative 31 goal differential god um but yeah i mean i think the games that I feel are going to be really out of reach for us are going to be the, the the Rowdies game, the Red Bulls game. Ottawa's weird. Um, 
but I, I just, I, I may be overvaluing them, but even at home, well, I don't even know if I can say that necessarily, but I, I just think they're a, a better squad than we are. Unfortunately, I think honestly, we could beat Swope, Swope Park and Hartford by a couple goals. I mean, Swope Park showed nothing from what I can tell this year. Hartford's done a little bit better. I mean, they've kind of leveled off, I guess you can say. They're not last anymore. Um, <laughs> but they're still, that's probably almost more to do with uh, Swope Park than their own doing. Um, but yeah. yeah, what do you think the last couple games we got here? Let's see. Let's just go match by match. So this coming Saturday, the 7th, we play Tampa Bay at home. Uh, We always play well against Tampa Bay for whatever reason. And, of course, I said this about Nashville. And then Nashville turned around and played uh, (laughs) one of their best games of the season against us. So these are famous last words. But we always play well against Tampa uh, and then commit a lot of weird brain farty moments as well. So I could see this one being a high scoring draw. It's been a high scoring draw every time they've come to Charlotte uh in mm. the past. Have we ever lost to them? I don't think we have. I believe we lost to them one nil in Tampa in twenty seventeen, oh, yeah. at the very end of the season. It was one of the last games. It yeah. ended up knocking us out, I think, of it essentially knocked us out of the running for a home playoff game, I'm pretty sure. If I remember yeah, that correctly. Yeah, it was 2017. And Matt Pickens that. made like an incredible save on an yeah. Enzo shot that was headed for the top corner, and I've never forgiven him for it. I, yeah, I will never forgive him for that, too. I so that I, 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 I'm calling a high-scoring uh, draw in this one. So maybe 2-2 or 3-3. Yeah, I, I think you're, you've got some good points. I mean, Rowdies, too, are kind of in a stretch where they need to get some wins and – they're trying to solidify the top four and, and yep. haven't been as great here recently. So yeah. And Indy Indies and Pittsburgh are both right on their heels with a game in hand or Indy's got several games in hand. They've got yeah. three games. Goodness. Indy has three games in hand. Why have they not, why have they know. played so few games? I, I, They've played less I, than Charleston and Charleston's had like eight games canceled <laughs> for various reasons. That's a good point. I, I forgot about that. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then the the Red Bulls, I I never know what to think. You, about you can't. It's a it's games. a it's a coin flip. I mean, we've it, played it, we've we've beaten them up there. I think twice. Yeah. Like thrashed actually, them, and then they thrashed us last season. Mm-hmm. Both it's, home and away. Yeah. But I we've. Mean, a, I mean, the series is three, <laughs> three and three, so something has to happen. This and it's like all blowouts. I feel like. Yeah, I'll, I mean. <laughs> Four two three two five one two one two zero two two. I mean, I think like, what? Yeah, there's never been one goal. There's never been only one goal scored total in our matches. So it'll be there will be goals. I think we can assume that. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to pencil that one in as a loss. I, I that we we don't we don't yeah, play well on the road. Yeah, and for. And they always seem to turn it or turn it on late in the season too. Like, of course, they're sitting in first place. So, which I didn't realize they were sitting in first place. I was like <laughs> yeah. looking for them on the table. I'm like, where in the world? I thought I thought they I were know, like yeah. down near like where Louisville is, but no, they are first place uh, with a game in hand. So yeah, that's definitely going to be a loss. 
Yeah, I'm just I, gonna I don't go, feel like that's going to be... I'm, I'm Going out on a long limb there. I'm not looking forward to that game because they play really good at home. I think it's turf. We don't play good on turf for some reason. And I don't like watching games on turf. I don't know what it is. Do the beads maybe popping up bother you? Yeah, the, maybe it's loud in PTSD or even whatever. wherever Rochester played PTSD. I didn't like that place either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what do you think about Swope Park? Swope Park, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a dub. It's gonna be a big dub. I think we're gonna kill them. I think that's like our one chance to one of our chances to put on a show. Uh, we, we get we get that two weeks in a row. It's gonna be Ooh, yeah. by then. I think by then, if the results go the way we're go, we're talking like uh, the pressure will be off because I think at that point, if we get a draw and a loss, then Pressure's going to be off. We're just going to be able to relax and have fun. And yeah. then I think we'll see some some fun soccer over the next yeah. two weeks. I'm gonna I'm just going to go out on a limb right here and say Hartford and Swope Park are going to be back-to-back wins. There you go. And then there's going to be somebody, probably us, who's like, oh, well, you know, they got a – there's a chance if they win the last three games and yeah. have a goal difference of plus seven over yeah, their final so three good. matches that they'll make it – they'll make the playoffs if – Charleston loses their last three matches by eight goals. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I hope we can, I, if nothing else, the one thing I want to happen the rest of the season is I want to win on September 21st against the Swole Park because just because of the song night of September. Yeah. Yeah. If we can do one thing the remainder of the season, that's what I want to happen. That would be phenomenal. I think that's what that, that should be dollar beer night. I'm just it throwing that out. I'm just throwing that out there. We, that yeah, should be our, Go uh, all out fire night. night. Um, yeah, something. I mean, we that that is a uh, marketing people uh, waiting to do their thing. I guess. Free ideas, guys. Free ideas. We will yeah. gladly shill these ideas for free on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Twenty first of September. Just saying. Yeah. There we go. Um, I don't know what to think about that Bethlehem game. I really don't because I, I don't know what to think of Bethlehem. I thought they were going to be a lot better than they have been. Yeah, and I don't know how I don't know where they came from because they're above us now technically. But like, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I, really I wonder if the the them. whole stadium thing kind of. Oh yeah, I mean, is messing with them because like, like they 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 never had like massive crowds, but they had like a dedicated fan base yeah. and supporters, and so going from that to playing in it's a beautiful stadium don't get me wrong it, it's, it's a beautiful facility but the crowds have been uh much much smaller and less enthusiastic i'm sure i wonder if that plays a part in it as well i do wonder that too because i can't imagine it's you can really build yourself up to be or to play in a stadium that's like got 50 people including referees and staff and ball kids yeah um yeah i'm gonna say that one's another draw i think that's gonna be another not goalless draw i think that one's gonna have some goals in it uh bethlehem likes to play a attacking style like we do Mm. usually leads to an open game against them i'm I'm gonna say like a 2-2 one one somewhere in there.
And then next week is Memphis on the road. Yeah. Our, man, when's the last time we played them? I feel like we played them early in the season. Yeah. June. I, I, that's that's a, not early in the season, I guess. It's. I, I don't know what to make of them either because they've made some weird additions. Like, I think they got somebody from the Red Bulls on loan, and then they signed Nashville's center back because they released him. Yeah. So Did they also sign, uh, what's his name? Brandon, uh, the guy who's been on, like, six USL clubs in three seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, his, the other thing, what's his last name? A, it's, uh, oh, I can't remember. Played for Red Bulls. He's played for Tampa. He's played for Nashville. Bethlehem as well, I think. What is his name? I can't think of his name. I can picture his face. We make fun of him on this show and in various places because of how many teams he's been on, and I can't think of his stupid name. Let's see if I can pull it out because it's bothering me. It's, it's like bothering me as well. This is not probably not making for a great podcast Allen. audio. Brandon, Brandon Allen. Didn't, didn't they sign him, or am I misremembering that? No, they did, yeah. They signed him because Tampa Bay didn't want him anymore. Um. So, yeah, they just had a weird – yeah, I forgot about that. They had an Atlanta United 2 player come on loan to them too. So it's just like they're getting loans from all the two teams. They're signing people that other people don't want. Well, they had that – I don't remember his name, but they had that striker that in the game against us yeah, was like fast as lightning. And oh, he's long He's long and lanky um, and uh, a really tall I don't think guy? it's Collier. Yeah, he's tall, but he's super fast. He scored a hat trick like the next week after they played. They played oh, yeah, us. It was Collier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Collier? I thought Collier was a midfielder. Maybe I'm getting my play. I must be getting my uh, Memphis players mixed up with my yeah, vast I'm, knowledge I'm of Memphis sure players. It's Collier, because he's like the only like guy I can really remember on their squad. I think he's Australian or something too. Okay, well he's fast as hell and yeah. will probably give us some trouble. Uh, I think I think they're going to win that game. I think I think Memphis is going to win that game. We don't play well on the road. Uh, they are that will be one of their final home games. They'll probably have a big crowd. We don't play well on yeah. baseball fields. We don't play well on the road. Combine those two things, probably not yeah. going to be a great result for us. And they smash guitars, which is really cliche and lame, but whatever. Um, yeah, maybe like once or twice I get it, but it's like every game they have like a ceremonial guitar smasher, uh, which I, that, as someone who used to play guitar every single day, that's just like a waste of resources. But that's not yeah. here or there. I don't know. That seems <laughs> strange to me, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and then we fi- finish the season against uh, the one and only Canadian team in the league. Ottawa Fury, not yep. Philadelphia Fury, for those keeping track of me. No, this is the Fury that pays their players. <laughs> exactly. They probably, I don't know if they pay them in Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars, but whichever they pay I would them, think Canadian. Since... <laughs> probably Canadian, I think. I don't know how that would work. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't like this game. I don't like this idea. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's because we lost to them 4-1 uh above the border last time but yeah and they and it could have been like eight to one (laughs) yeah i mean and they've only gotten better is the only other terrifying thing but maybe we'll get lucky and they'll already have their playoff they'll probably i would think because i mean they're not going to probably play themselves into a situation where 
they are like fighting for a home game because where are they at? they're in eighth yeah. place right they're in eight so they're and basically. i mean they have several games in hand so it's possible but they would have to make up eight points on well and indy's got several games in hand as well so i don't i don't see them i think they're going to be comfortably in that six to eight range so they'll pro they won't have anything to play for so they might be resting starters that game um I'm just going to pencil it in as a win. I think we're going to end the season on a good note. I think we're going to uh, give the home fans a, a fun. I, I think these last few home games are going to be very entertaining for the home crowd. Uh, like I said earlier, by then the, the pressure will be off the players. They'll just be out mm. having a kick and playing for their next contracts. <laughs> Some of them uh, trying yeah. to impress scouts and coaches who are going to see the games on film and stuff. Uh, so I think we're going to win that one because I think Ottawa is going to have it kind of in neutral uh, and play maybe a maybe a B squad or something. It That's my prediction. Fantastic to get a win to end the season. It would be my. I mean, I'd also like that too. It'd, it'd probably be my number two thing on the pocket list for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I've predicted that we will get eleven more points from our final seven games, which would take us up to thirty-seven points total. Which would probably leave us, I don't know, right around where we are now. Maybe maybe we get up to like yeah. 11th or 12th with that point total, but I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out yeah. anybody else's finishing. So I'm, I'm just going to do ours. We're going to finish on 37 points. Uh, and But it's going to be a fun last month or so of the season. I'm down for that. I, I don't know where we're going to finish because I – I mean, I'm optimistic, but I think we're, I would think we're within reason the 12th best team in the conference. I mean, even with the way the season's gone, I think we're better than Bethlehem and Loudoun. And I mean, but the, it's the games in hand that terrify me. At the same time, Loudoun does have to play a ton of games to finish the season too. So, I mean, there's that. Um, it's, it's just going to be tough. I mean, there's always the chance too that Charleston just doesn't play any more games. I mean, it's, Maybe that'll happen. Just they'll end the season. Yeah. 31 Let's... points. They're going to finish uh, bottom of the table. I feel bad for them because I like them. But I Yeah, I don't want to joke about that. With all, yeah. I mean, they don't have a stadium situation nailed down yeah, for I, next I, season. So if they just cancel yeah. the rest of their games this season, that would be... That would not be good. That would have... that We would have like a Rochester Rhinos situation on our hands probably if that happens. Yeah. It's... Uh, I can't imagine what they're going through. Well, I kind of can because they don't know where they're playing, and we haven't known where we're playing sometimes too. But yeah, I guess we I can relate. That. We can relate to them on that level for sure. <laughs> Kindred spirits, I guess. But hopefully, yeah, I mean, I where can... they end up is better than Ramblewood. Yeah, that that that's for sure. As long as it's better than Ramblewood, that's the the goal, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I I don't know where we're gonna end up finishing. I mean. I just, I I really hope we finish 12th. I just don't know that the a lot of things are out of our hands. Even if we do win those four games that I think are very winnable um, against Memphis, Bethlehem, and Hartford and Spope. Um, but aside from that, I mean, it's it's going to be a. I hope it'll be a very entertaining uh, last. Uh, month of the season roughly month and six weeks i guess you can say i think we got six weeks left so cool 
Well, that kind of wraps it up. Uh, just Kevon George and Joel Johnson are away on international duty. Uh, Joel played today, played 90 minutes in Liberia's 3-1 to victory over Sierra Leone in the 2022 World Cup qualifying cycle. So mm. that's good for him. I got really excited. I saw that Johnson scored a goal in the 89th minute on FOTMAB, but it's uh, Sam Johnson, not Joel Johnson. Oh, dang. So, I did predict that Joel Johnson would score his first goal uh, this season, and he, he has so far let me down. I don't even know. If, <laughs> I don't even think he's taking a shot this season. No, he did. He, I, I don't remember what game it was, but he almost scored. I feel like it was – what was the game before in the – Indianapolis. Maybe it was Nashville. I don't remember. I swear well, there was a time where he had a shot on target. But well, Joel, if you're listening, if any of your teammates are listening, I need you to do this. Do me a solid. Score a goal before the end of the season, so that prediction can come true. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's always we know that things don't go right on the, that we say on this podcast because I remember saying last year that Javon Watson was going to score a banger and. Well, he did he score that thing. one sort of volley that was nice. Oh yeah, I guess remember he after because after he scored that goal, he was like he he predicted in the post game press conference he was like I'm going to uh, or he said we're going to the playoffs and yeah, I'm going to be the leading goal scorer for the rest of the season or something like that. And oh, obviously, I only remember the first part of that prediction. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, he's at, he's worse at predictions than we are. <laughs> independence legend yes i feel like there's a lot of independence legends <laughs> but yeah anyways uh just wanted to fill everybody in on that little bit of international news so but we'll be without them on saturday which that makes the lineup that's gonna be a really interesting lineup because i imagine we'll see taku probably play right back unless they want to give clay dimmick an opportunity which doesn't seem like they do so probably going to be taku playing right back which was the position i think he was originally signed to play was like backup right back uh so that'll be really interesting to see him in his the position they kind of envisioned for him in the offseason mm-hmm. it'll uh it'll be curious how we do uh field the squad that's for sure we'll see what happens yeah we'll see if nikki jackson comes back as well because i think i think he was up in colorado because their one of their strikers was uh, suspended. Yeah. Ty Kamara had a red card. I yeah. Think. Do you know if it was a three-game red card or a one-game red card? Um, I only I don't know. I happened to see it on FOTMAB, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why he's up there. I yeah. think it was just a one. Hope. Did he even get in the game against? Because they played. I don't. Think they played so. Red Bulls, I think. They did. And I think they, they beat Red Bulls. Uh, which was surprising, but. Hmm. I don't think he made the made the pitch. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. Well, we'll see if he's back. If he's not back, I mean, we still have a lot of talented forwards to choose from, so I'm not I'm not like super worried about that. So we'll see. Oh, he went on in the 89th minute. 89th so. minute. Okay, so he got like a courtesy appearance. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that probably wraps it up for this episode. All righty. So see you guys on Saturday, and come on, you jacks.